0: Good morning. Peace be with you. Hi, Stella. <laughs> Good to see you, kiddo. We have some announcements that I'd like for you to take a look at uh, at your own uh, leisure here in the in the uh, announcements in the bulletin. And uh, I just saw Pastor Marvin Linda come in. Hello, welcome back. Good to see y'all. And uh, yay. <laughs> We have a a guest with us this morning as well. Beverly Crane is here today. Thank you, Beverly, for coming to play with us, or for us. Well, with us too, right? And um, this uh, uh, performance by uh, Chancel Choir today is their last one for the season as they take summer off, so uh, this is a a big deal. And thank you for your faithful service, Liz, and to the members of choir. Thank you very much for bringing us your gifts. I uh, think I'm gonna just say let's let's stand and sing unless there's somebody that has an announcement that I have not mentioned that needs to be mentioned ed help is there anything I need to do stand let us stand and let us open our book and sing oh day of rest and gladness Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord.
1: The Lord
0: Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, Hallelujah. Be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O oh God, the giver of all that is good, by your holy inspiration, grant that we may think those things that are right, and by your merciful guiding, accomplish them through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
2: Good morning. Uh, we're going to be uh, reading from the book of Acts, reading, reading chapter 16, verse 9 through 15. You'll find it in the Pew Bible on page 1720. Uh, we're not starting at the beginning of the reading. you notice we're starting at verse 9. Uh, prior to reading this verse, it uh, talks about Paul and his companions uh, that were preaching throughout uh, Galatia, Phrygia, Phrygia, Uh, But then something happened. As he was planning to go into a province of Asia, he had a vision, and this is where we pick it up. Chapter 16, verse nine. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia, standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul seen the vision, They got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Thras we put out to sea and sailed straight from Samothrace and the next day we went to Neapolis. From there we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and and the leading city of that district, Macedonia. And we stayed there for several days On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down. We began to speak to the woman who had gathered there, the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia. She was a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house, and she persuaded him. We now will go to Psalm 67. And we will read responsibly Psalm 67 in your bulletin. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among the nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Our next reading is from the book of Revelations. You'll find that in the Pew Bible, if we have that, at 1937. We'll be reading chapter 21, verses nine through 14, and then picking up again, uh, uh, excuse me, nine through 14, and then picking up again at verse 21 through 27. Again, it's on your Pew Bible at 1937. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came out and said to me, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had 12 foundations And on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold, as pure and as transparent as glass. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple the city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives its light and the lamb is its lamp the nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it on no day will its gates ever be shut for there there will be no night there Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor nor anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life." Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: The Gospel reading this morning is from St. John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. Glory to you, O Lord. Indeed, our reading this morning is from St. John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 9, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1653. John records, Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. And Here, a number of disabled people used to lie... The blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a very long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. And while I am trying to get in, someone else goes in ahead of me. And then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat, and he walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. We've got a whole lot going on, a lot of visuals this morning from uh, what Ed wrote or read to us and uh, the revelation. We've got uh, this encounter of Jesus uh, at the pool of Bethesda. And the theme, the thread that weaves through uh, our lectionary this week is all things that are made new again, all things made new again, and that's, that's the point from where I'm going to come. We, we see in uh, the Revelation Scripture that we see a new heaven. We see a new earth. We see a new Jerusalem descending. And it's interesting that in the description of the new Jerusalem, there are man-made measurements that are given. Perhaps so that we can understand. But let me lay this on you because it's pretty hard to understand even if we can somehow comprehend the measurements. 12,000 stadia is the length of one length of, the, of a wall. 12,000 stadia. One stadia is 607 feet. That makes it rounded up about 1,400 miles long. And that is squared. It's a cube. So to say it's big, it'd be the understatement of the morning from this pulpit here. It's really, really big, the new Jerusalem in square miles, the New Jerusalem is approximately two million square miles. If, if it were divided out with generous 12-foot ceilings, or 12-foot you know, floors, the number is 600,000 floors. It's big. Amen? And it's really nicely appointed, right? All things made new again. A new Jerusalem is coming. But I don't really want to talk about that this morning. What I want to talk about is that, of course, the new heaven and the new earth have to come because the old has passed away. John is showing us that through his vision. Why? Because sin, the original sin, separated us from God. The original sin corrupted us us, our flesh. It corrupted the earth and the earth is in this state of decay and it is dying and there has to be new. There has to be a new heaven. There has to be a new earth. There has to be a new Jerusalem. Why? Because God, because Jesus, because you and I in our newness cannot commingle with the corrupt. We are going to be made new as well. That may be a little scary to hear, but that's because we cling to this flesh. This is what we know. This is what we think we know. I, it, it, this is going away, so we fear things like death or we fear things like change. We fear things like new, don't we sometimes? And it may give you pause in regards to the new earth coming, that this one is passing away, it may give you pause when there are people in the world that are quite learned, have spent a lot of time in studies, and, and, well, they know more than you and me. And they're saying that the world is coming to an end. In fact, some have even said that the world is coming to an end in 12 years. And that was 100 years ago, or 20 years ago, or put a name on it. And the Bible has something to say about that, does it not? Doesn't Jesus himself say it's not for us to know the time or the day? But the one thing that those that know so much more than you or I have right is that the world's coming to an end, it has to as we said, because of that original sin in the garden. And it may give you pause when a solution to our demise that we have to start right now is given. And whatever that solution is, maybe maybe it's driving an electric car or Or maybe it's harnessing wind or, you know, cleaner solutions. All good things. But in our flesh, it should give you pause to think that there are people that believe that they can stop the end from coming. And clearly, the Bible tells us about that. Who can add anything to their height or to their years by worrying about it, right? Now, that isn't to say that we should be less than good stewards of our environment. Certainly not. Not any more than when Paul says, shall I sin more that grace may abound more? Of course not. But the truth is, is that there is no stopping the end of this world. There is really no stopping the end of you and me, of of our flesh. It's coming. But take heart, because we are children of the living God, and he makes all things new again. You see, the solution comes from him who created all things. The solution comes from he who became sin, And poured out his compassion from that cross. His blood poured out to cover us. That's where the solution comes. The solution comes from the author of our faith. The solution comes from the one with the power to forgive. And the solution comes from the one who makes all things new. We've been given gifts, wonderful, good gifts. And we actually exercised one of those this morning, the gift of repentance. When upon you said, or you heard me say to you, if we say that we are without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Do you remember that? And we say that every Sunday. And then, of course, we go on further and say, but if we confess our sins, right? God does what? Forgives them. They are forgiven. That is the gift of repentance. We are forgiven. I've given this visual to you before yesterday at our men's group. I think it works. It ties into baptism, but... Our lives as Christians, as children of the living God, are one of repentance and absolution. And you notice my hand, repentance and absolution. Now you go to the beach and the waves come in and they go back out. Repentance and absolution that, that is taken out, made clean, mercies made new every single morning. How? Well, it's a gift by the one who created heaven and earth. It's a gift from the one who will make all things new. It's a gift that was given to you, my baptized Christian brother and sister, the day that you were at the font and that you were washed by the word and the water And your little bitty faith was given to you by the Holy Spirit. Repentance and absolution. Once dirty, now clean. Once old, now made new. We're given a faith in our baptism that we receive through the Holy Spirit and through the washing of the word, and through uh, uh, that, our faith is built up. The faith that we hear, you hear the gospel, you read the gospel, the Holy Spirit does the gospel to you, and your faith is built up. And we share the gospel, and we sow the seeds in others. And in our reading today in Acts, when Paul goes and and approaches the women at a place that they were going to go pray, and He meets Lydia, and her heart was prepared, and she received. So he was being the hands and feet of Jesus. He was actually out there making things new, making her new. In fact, it doesn't even stop there. Because we have the faith in us, the Holy Spirit in us, we carry Jesus with us. And so we get to, as children, go out to a world and share the love of Christ. So when we come alongside a person who is grieving and we hold their hand, have you ever had anyone hold your hand when you're grieving? Have you ever held someone's hand when they were grieving? Think of that. Because at that time, yes, you're holding their hand, but Christ is holding their hand through you. Through you. When we encourage those who are troubled, those who are in despair, when we come alongside someone and say, I've been there. Christ is encouraging them through you, through you. And the one that was greatly afflicted by our sin, the one who took sin for us became sin through His sacrifice on that cross and through our baptism in those waters made us new again. Today in the Bethesda gospel reading here we we, 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 we see an, a man who had been there for a long time. He was known, 38 years. He was noticed. He was in bad shape. And Jesus came to him, and and you may have heard the stories. They would say that their angel of the Lord would shake up the water, and if you got into it first, you were healed. That was kind of the myth that was going along. Um, There are some people that say that that was added to Scripture later, just to um, kind of why he was there and so forth. But you'll notice this. Jesus didn't say anything about the water. The guy never even set a foot in the water. Jesus, by his command, said, get up. Pick up your bedding and walk. So Jesus was making an old, decaying thing new again. Perfect healing. And one of the problems we see was that it was on a Sunday. Sabbath, sorry, it was on a Sabbath. And so, so the Pharisees are saying, no, you can't do that. And we put rules on, conditions on stuff, don't we? Do we put conditions on when we'll help, who will help, how we'll help? Do we put conditions on how other people are helping? Do, will we take a look at how other people are behaving on a Sabbath? Will we take a look at all of these things? Well, I think the, the answer is yes. And it ought not be because Jesus healed on a, on, a, on, a, on a Sabbath day. He made things new. And he is making things new every single day for you and for me. Every morning that you wake up, every morning that maybe you say this prayer, Lord, I've done pretty good. I haven't sinned much yet, but I'm about to get out of bed. I need your help. Well, you he will. His mercies, and I tease you, his mercies are new every single day. And so my hope for you this morning in this, in this proclamation is that yes, the, this is going to pass away, but there's a new coming, it's better. Yes, you will pass away, but there's a new coming and it is better. And yes, today as we come up to this rail, we are going to get a foretaste of the things to come. We're going to get a foretaste of the, 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 the feast, the wedding feast of the Lamb. We get a, a bit of a deposit. We are made new again today in the sacrament of the altar. You are being made new. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank Thank you for leading and putting on a program Sunday after Sunday, and that, that edifies us, blesses us, and, and praises God. And thank you; it is not easy, and we so are so thankful for you. Here is a little gift, and, a prize. and God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. while they are um, getting back to their seats, I just wanted to mention, I I didn't know when would be a good time during the service to bring this up, but um, this is Memorial Day weekend. And for those um, who have served, and those who have loved ones that are served and, and have passed, every day is Memorial Day for them. And when a, it's a time when it's just another weekend to a lot of the population. That just now, Liz, um, caused me in my heart to say, how great are the men and women in this church and in this country? that have gone before us and that will come after us that ensure that we have a place to worship freely, boldly, without fear. So, please, join me in a prayer right now for our families and those who have gone before us that have served this country. Heavenly Father, you are the creator and you do make all things new. And Father, we want to thank you for the families that you have given us. Friends, we want to thank you for the sons and daughters that have selflessly served this nation and have given their all to ensure the freedom of a free people. Daddy, help us to never take that for granted. Help us to speak up about the virtues and the goodness of this country that is a Christian country. Father, in your hands, we commit ourselves in this country, seeking your blessing, seeking your forgiveness. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. Well, actually, no, you can't, because we're going to do the uh, Apostles' Creed, so please stand. Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty.
3: As God's people call to love one another and pray for one another, let us pray for the needs of the church, the human family, and all the world. Gracious father, we pray for your church. Fill it with all truth and peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where it is in error, direct it. Where in anything it is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen it. Where it is in need, provide for it. Where it is divided, reunite it for the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Lord, in your mercy. mercy. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us and unite us in bonds of love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty and most merciful God, we call to mind before you all those it would be easy to forget the homeless, the destitute, the sick, the dying, the elderly, the lonely, and all who have no one to care for them. Grant us healing words for those who are broken in body or spirit and turn their sorrow into joy. Grant this, Father, for the love of your Son, who for our sake became poor. Lord, in your mercy, Lord Jesus, for our sake you were condemned as a criminal. Visit our jails and prisons with your pity and judgment. Remember all prisoners and bring the guilty to repentance according to your will and give them hope for their future. Remember those who work in these institutions. Keep them humane and compassionate. We also pray for the families of the prisoners, asking you to sustain them with your love. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, bless our land with honest industry and honorable values. Defend our liberties. Give those whom we have entrusted with the authority of government under you the spirit of wisdom, that there might be justice and peace in our land. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Father, strengthen our faith and grant us courage to face our trials and temptations. You alone are the author and finisher of our faith. Help us firmly trust in your word by reading it meditating on it and sharing it with others because your word cleanses us from all sin. Through our sin, though our sins are as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. When trials, sorrows and afflictions want to rob us of this trust, O Lord, help us to remain steadfast and true. Lord, in your mercy, Oh, Lord, we ask you now to hear our prayers for family, friends, or neighbors. We pray either aloud or silently in our hearts. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: May the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace.
4: Join us in singing the doxology. You may stand or sit as you feel comfortable.
0: you please pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. But chiefly we are bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of our Lord. For he is the true Passover lamb who gave himself to take away our sin and who by his death has destroyed death and by his rising has brought us to eternal life. And so with Mary Magdalene, and with Peter, and all of the witnesses of the resurrection, with earth, and sea, and all their creatures, and with angels, and archangels, with seraphim, and cherubim. We praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death and his resurrection and his triumphant coming again. Let us now pray prayer that Jesus gave to us, our Father, who are foretaste of the feast to come, all things being made new again. I heard you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if that is true in your heart, then come, the table is prepared. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward. Will you please stand? He makes us new. He makes all things new. Amen. Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Earth and all stars is our sending song.
4: Earth and all stars, blood-rushing planets, to the Lord a new song, O oh, victory! Let shouting army sing to the Lord a new song.